0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetindy.com.
1: Good morning. It is Thursday, October 27th, and trending this hour, Elon Musk. He paid a visit to Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco. He tweeted out a video of himself with the caption, Entering Twitter HQ. Let that sink in. Also trending this hour, still Prince Harry. He's revealed the name of his upcoming bombshell memoir. It'll be out in January. It's called Spare. It's being billed as raw, unflinching honesty. And finally trending, New Zealand. They're making history. This week, female lawmakers became the majority outnumbering their male counterparts in parliament for the first time ever in that country. It is six minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And last week, President Biden announced he was putting the final 15 million barrels on the market from a record release of U.S. strategic reserves. This was to complete a 180 million barrel release that was authorized back in the spring. It also comes on the heels of the decision by OPEC to cut oil production by two million barrels a day. And the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, said that releasing the 15 million more barrels from the reserves is required for the current, quote, wartime footing.
0: The Saudis are not happy. Correct. And they have a right not to be happy because the Saudis know what Biden is. And the Saudis have said... Screw you, dude. You're old. You're delusional. We don't like you to begin with. You're not our friend. And so we're not going to help you because newsflash, OPEC exists to make money.
1: So their, the, Saudi Arabia's energy minister said the release of emergency oil stocks is an attempt to manipulate
0: markets. No, they're, they're they're right. So there's two things at play here on this and people need to really really pay attention to this. Number one, the strategic reserves are designed to be released in a time of national crisis. Like I don't know, a nuclear warhead crashed into America somewhere or, you know, like say during 9/11 or say during Hurricane Katrina or some some act in which is unforeseen we are. It is going to take a bit of time for us to be able to respond to this in the short term. Here is how we will continue to keep society moving. Mm-hmm. It is not some campaign gimmick to cover for the fact that you are beholden to a bunch of radical left-wing lunatics who have this bizarre green fetish. And because you won't do your job here at home, we'll try to cover for that by releasing our petroleum reserves, which are designed to be a protection for national security. And the Saudis have said, nah, grandpa, we're not cutting our profits so that you can appeal to a bunch of lunatics and and wackos. And so, you know, the Saudis, look, I'm not saying I'm team Saudi Arabia here, but I understand what they're saying in the sense of, We're not cutting our pocketbook so that you can play with psychos. Mm
1: -hmm. So, the prince from Saudi Arabia said last week, it is his profound duty to make it clear to the world that losing emergency stock may become painful in the months to come.
0: Here's the other thing. Sounds threatening. Well, here's the thing about Saudi Arabia, and again, we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. You can whatever you want about what they do in human rights. What they did to the journalist, yeah, they killed that guy and they totally chopped him up. Okay, we're all on the same page here. Yeah, they they have abhorrent views on many areas of women's, related to women's rights, you know, homosexuality, the way they treat, you know, people who are homosexuals, etc. Yes, okay, we all agree. Here's the, here's the reality, though, to steal a line from Biden. Here's the reality, Jack, that in terms of the other players in that region, Saudi Arabia is infinitely better and infinitely more advanced on those topics than most everybody else, and we're backing pallets of cash up to the Iranians going, here, have a nice day, but we're supposed to act like we're hyper-offended and now threatening to pull out people like Chris Coons, total zeros and losers, and there's a whole bunch of others that are hopping on this, that we're going to pull out of strategic weapons sales to the Saudis, who are at least somewhat on our team and have a vested interest in jihadist psychos not controlling the region. You couldn't make up how terribly this government is run under Joe Biden and the Democrats.
1: He's not making friends internationally. Joe Biden isn't. He called Saudi Arabia a pariah. He said that they need to face consequences. He tried to fist bump his way into some private arrangement back in May. They're not buying it. The Wall Street Journal said that The crown prince has open animosity towards the Biden administration. They mock his age in private, and they've even said they'd rather have Trump back in power.
0: No, of course they would, because Trump's a real dude, right? I mean, Trump's a squirrel, but he's a real dude. They know when he speaks, he means business. He's a results-driven person. He is a he was a successful human being outside of government. Joe Biden is a fraud and a stooge, and everybody around the world knows he is a fraud and a stooge. And the Saudis are not, are not under any circumstances, going, yeah, we'll cost ourselves billions of dollars so that you can go campaign with your green fetish people. Mm -hmm. Not happening. They're not the bad guys in this. Joe Biden is the bad guy in this. If he had done what he needed to do at home in terms of domestic energy production, this wouldn't be an issue.
1: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, 12 minutes after 10. And coming up, we're going to have a guest in the studio, Shawna Lake, who is running for school board in Avon.
0: Okay. So we have had many, many school board candidates Mm -hmm. on. This is going to be my, by far my favorite because you have seen, whether it is the media in the city or county chatterboards or whatever, mm-hmm. liberal people are getting hyper nervous because conservatives woke up during COVID. Some of us have been shouting this for years, but conservatives woke up and realized because their kids were home learning, in air quotes the insanity that is being peddled by some of these public school systems mm-hmm. and have now decided they're going to do something about it by running for public office. Well, they're making big inroads in places like Brownsburg and Avon and Fishers and and and, and uh, uh, Carmel. And now people are in a panic and they're doing everything they can to try to take out these conservatives. And well, if you need to try to take out a conservative, you run over to Star as fast as you possibly can. Right. Star runs this now totally debunked story mm-hmm. that Shauna Lake, who is a great, great human being running for school board in Avon, Trying to say she was like basically insinuating she was in the Capitol right. that she was next to basically they said everything but she was next to Viking guy mm-hmm. on January sixth when it turns out she was in Washington D.C. 400 yards away from the Capitol peacefully protesting. Everyone who sneezed wrong on that day has been prosecuted. She hasn't so much as been investigated as far as anyone knows, and so she is going to be with us because this story is unbelievable. What and. And it's her story, but it's also about all these other parents and what they're dealing with who are running for public office mm-hmm. this year to try to change these public school systems.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk with her coming up from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry, 17 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey I'm on 93 WIBC. So Shauna Lake is going to be our guest, but we're battling with her appearance on News Nation, Newsmax. I think it's Newsmax. Newsmax. So uh, we'll get to her in just a bit. In the meantime... Let's just head into voicemails, one of our favorite portions of the program, 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute. So we've got a couple phone calls to share.
0: All right. Uh, Let's start with the uh, person who called yesterday. We had a quick conversation about um, Biden's 81 million supposed legal votes and this person now here's here's all we've ever said casey this is all we've ever said was the guy supposedly got 81 million legal votes we said that is amazing given the following things he rarely left his basement which is true the times he did leave his basement there were like between six and twelve people in dramatically socially distanced large circles uh it is somewhat coincidental that the 81 million legal votes happened at a time where there was mass mail-in, unaccountable voting taking place, and um, that's basically all we've said—that that's kind of a coincidence. The guy got 81 million legal votes, mm-hmm. and also, I guess we threw in that how does he have an approval rating of seven if he did everything he said he was going to do? <laughs> so we got a phone call; someone is very upset about that.
1: Okay.
2: You ask the question, how can a guy get that many votes? And the reason that you said it probably didn't happen was because there weren't signs out and because there weren't a lot of people at the rally. I think what you do is you look at the voting machines. They're called voting machines. And they indicate that that many people voted for Mr. Biden. Everything that's been looked at Every case that's been brought to bear reflects the fact that he got those votes. Maybe you need to move on, acknowledge that your guy lost, and maybe focus on, because I'm a lifelong Republican that left, because your guy is a narcissistic, lying I don't really care about the United States of America, I only care about myself, and I can't vote for him. Let's find a Republican candidate that I can get behind and let's vote for him. Biden won. Get over it. Thanks for your time.
0: All right. So, there you go. Again, all we've ever said is that the guy supposedly got 81 million legal votes. That, uh, there was it was amazing that the fact that he never left his basement, uh, that the rallies he did had about six people socially distanced, that the 81 million legal votes came during mass mail in unaccountable voting, mm-hmm. and that apparently really enraged that guy because that's the facts of the case.
1: So, how is this any different than Hillary Clinton pre? Election denying. I mean, she came out and she said that we're going to deny 2024 already in advance. Yeah,
0: I don't know. All right, so we'll get to the rest of our voicemails in a minute. We do have Shauna Lake here with us. She was, of course, the she is the lady running for school board in Avon, who was allegedly, by according to Indie Star, in the Capitol at the Capitol during the Capitol riots of January the sixth. And then that came out, and it was found to be that it absolutely 100% did not happen. She was in Washington, D.C., peacefully protesting. Indie Star walked it back in the worst walk back in the history of ever. And this is what we've talked about. Casey is a. It's a very serious issue in which the media gets something blatantly wrong. They just make it up. They do it for a political narrative. And then once it gets made up and manipulated, then they just come back and go. I mean, there's not really even an apology. I mean, they totally made up the story about this woman and there's not even an apology. So Shana joins us now. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Pull that mic up just a little bit there. And Kevin, if you can turn her up just a little bit as well. Um, Okay, so tell us, like, when did you hear about this, that they had alleged, hey, somebody's saying you were in the Capitol on January 6th?
3: Yeah, uh, I got a couple of uh, emails sent to my campaign email, uh, stating that they had read the article. Um, Obviously, multiple messages just saying that uh, they couldn't believe it. Like it, it was just a disastrous article, and
0: were people believing it? N-
3: well, <laughs> uh, I did have multiple attacks uh, from it, from like the the far left. You know, um, I did get a lot of people that said, you know, th- they completely could see through it and that it was just a political hit piece.
0: Because Avon is not a small. Town anymore, but it is a small town in the sense of like we were laughing out in the hall. The towny chatterboard still yeah. has some sway, right? Like if you say so and so did so and so, even if you didn't do so and so, by the time you disprove that you didn't do so and so,
1: it's like you gave a game of telephone from when you were a kid.
0: Right. Yeah. You, you, and in a school board race in which, you know, hey, 100 votes could make all the difference, they're out to do permanent damage to you and your campaign or something that was just completely made up.
3: Absolutely. Yes
0: where were you on January 6th? Clarify for the whole world because they made it sound an indie star like you were basically uh, storming the Bastille. It yeah. was Shauna and Viking guy. <laughs> you carried a podium out of Nancy Pelosi's desk. Where in the world were you on January
3: 6th? Uh, I was at the Capitol grounds on January 6th, um, but the, the photo in question that was referenced to this article uh, was not even published in the article because the photo shows me... Uh, 400 yards or so Four away. football fields. Away from this building. Um, you know, I was there that day to support my country and exercise my constitutionally protected right as an American. Uh, I was there with my family, my daughter, who was five years old at the time, uh, toting a stroller and fruit <laughs> snacks. You know, like <laughs> I didn't participate in any criminal activities And I was certainly not inside the Capitol, as she so recklessly stated.
1: Did you reach out to Indy Star?
3: Uh, My attorney did reach out to Ah. Indy Star. Uh, She issued a (laughs) cease and desist and demand for immediate retraction. But uh, honestly, it was a uh, group effort, a team effort with her and... uh, Tony.
0: Yeah. Tony uh, Kennett.
3: It, Tony Kennett, yes. Yeah, we don't want to
0: k- give cats for credit for anything he didn't actually <laughs> <But yet>. Yeah, <laughs> Tony
3: Kennett and his article in the Chalkboard Review where uh, he exposed the, the fraudulent and completely false reporting.
0: Shawna Lake is our guest. She's running for Avon School Board. She's the lady who was falsely accused of being a part of the uh, riots on January 6th. So that's probably part of you. So part of you probably feels pretty good, right? To say, hey, people came to my defense. The problem is though, it takes someone like a Tony Kennett with some sway and you've got to, uh, your attorney's probably not running a soup kitchen. You've got to pay an attorney just to simply get a correction. And the correction, it isn't like Star puts at the top of the fold. We have made an egregious mistake. We falsely accused this woman of something. We are terribly sorry. They just changed the story.
3: Yeah, they just said that a, uh, uh, incorrect version had been previously printed uh, and the correct version was updated. They they didn't retract what they said specifically. They didn't uh, let everyone know what the change was and the only change that they made was uh, two social media posts. There was no uh, retraction article like, hey, we were wrong about this. Uh, We completely demonized an innocent American and mother that's running for school board who just wants to restore academic excellence and return power to the parents to be able to have a say in their children's education.
1: Shauna, you mentioned that you were attacked by yes. those on the left. Clarify that. What do you mean attacked?
3: Well, uh, my family had my family, not just myself, uh, have received uh, very alarming threats. Uh, so now the safety of my family has been called into question. Uh, those threats are under criminal investigation, mm, so good. I can't comment on them further. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's just very. It's just very sad that this is the world we live in. How
1: has this changed your campaign?
3: Um, It's honestly, it's made me want to. It's empowered me to just fight harder because they, if if they're going to attack me that hard, then I know that I am on the right side of history and that I'm standing up for what is right. Uh, So I gladly take all of these arrows on behalf of your.
0: Your election is so important because. You're sort of like the face now of they're attacking people in Fishers, they're attacking people in Carmel. I live in Brownsburg. Poor Dave Tinky and Tiffany Dierman are two great conservatives. If you live in Brownsburg, you should totally vote for them, are getting it too. And now that you know they took it to a new level with you. So your election is really important, right? Because we can't let the media keep winning when they deliberate. I mean, look, there's no way based on not just that they wrote it with no work research whatsoever, apparently, but the fact the way they did the correction that this wasn't agenda driven. I mean, you we can't we as a society cannot allow these people to keep winning.
3: Absolutely not. Yes, uh, they have to be held accountable.
0: Okay, so. I believe you have benefited greatly from this. I have talked to many people who have either lived in Avon, who have said, well, either wasn't going to vote or wasn't paying attention, but I know I'm voting for her.
1: It's like one of those things that kind of backfired. Or people,
0: and at least people have said, man, I wish I lived in Avon so I could vote for you. I'm going to guess it's, I mean, worked out well is not the right word, but I guess, I would guess from a campaign perspective, this has really been beneficial because people have seen how terribly you were treated, how strong you were, and they know you'll be that way as a school board member.
3: Absolutely, yes. You
0: got a website, a Facebook page, uh, anything else that people want to know more about you?
3: Uh, yes, I have a website, uh, lake4schoolboard.com. It's lake4schoolboard.com. the number four, schoolboard.com.
0: And you're getting ready to go to do Newsmax. I am. Thanks for making a few minutes for Thank us. Thank
3: you so much for having me. It's of and
1: Casey on 93WIBC. Good morning. <laughs> with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We've got some more voicemails we yes. still want to get to. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number.
0: So we did things a little crazy, and there was a little chaos there because <laughs> Shawna Lake, the Avon School Board candidate, she's down here doing several things, mm-hmm. getting her word out, national media stuff, and that was nice. She was able to squeeze us in and uh, before she did Newsmax. That, look, Casey, I, again, I and I told this to her, and I, I mean it, that... Elections like Shauna Lake's for the Avon School Board mm-hmm. is, are super important because the way she was treated. Again, if you're just joining us, Shauna Lake was the lady who was accused this past week of, of the indie by the Indie Star of essentially being in the Capitol mm-hmm. on January 6, being a part of the stuff that went on. Mm-hmm. Basically, did everything but put her next to the Viking guy. Yeah, and. It was absolutely untrue. She was in Washington, D.C., doing nothing wrong. She's never been charged with anything. She's never even been investigated for anything, as far as I know. She was four football fields away. Mm -hmm. And what she's had to go through to try to get the truth out, and thankfully there are outlets like Tony Kennett, who really broke the story. I wouldn't have known about it if it weren't for somebody like him. Mm -hmm. Um, Us, Newsmax, but... In your little town—not that Avon's a little town—but you know, in your town in which you live, in which the it's, depending on what day it is and what the topic is, the towny chatterboard can be the biggest pull of information. How do you get your reputation back? It could back?
1: be the only information a lot of people see. Right.
0: So we can say it, and look, mm-hmm. we have thousands of people that are listening right now, mm-hmm. and we know that. But how many of them actually live in Avon? You know, so we depend on people. If you live in Avon or know someone who does, you absolutely have to tell those people the truth as we have told you today about what went on for this poor woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's a mother who saw things she disagreed with. She's trying to do something for her community. And then the big bad newspaper... In the big city.
0: Because she's running for school board.
1: Right. Goes and does a, an attack piece. Yeah, on so her. so
0: and, and she's a conservative. And so if you live in Avon or you know someone who does, you gotta tell them about Shauna Lake. She's on your ballot this this year for school board. She'd be a phenomenal addition. And we want to see good people succeed. And we especially want to see good people succeed when other people try to take them out for political partisan reasons, and it's really terrible, terrible, awful journalism that was done there.
1: She said it just made her stronger. She's happy to to take the arrows for for better leadership. So
0: anyway, this is why we're all over the place. We were trying to fill a few minutes with voicemails while we waited for her to be able to come in, so we apologize for that. But yes, uh, more voicemails. Got somebody that had a question about the midterms.
2: Hey, Rob Casey. This is Donnie. Want to call in this time and get your opinion on the uh, up-and-coming midterm. And I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but do you think it's going to go smooth, or are we going to see some of the same issues that we've seen in 2020 and then also in the, the two runoffs in Georgia? I mean, I hope it doesn't, but I don't know what makes anyone think that some of the same things that happened then are going to happen now. just wanted
0: to get your guys' opinion on it. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Donnie, for the call. Okay,
1: so he said, do you think things will go smooth? Is this a reference to worries over violence or intimidation?
0: Uh, Well, I didn't even think about that. At
1: election? What what does he mean, go smooth?
0: Well, I think he was referencing the counting of the votes, the tallying of the votes, Mm. and the answer is no, because the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, or the acting one, has already come out and said, well, it'll... I think we even had this story in our template. It'll be a couple days after the votes are counted before uh, cast before we'll be able to count them. She's already telling you what's going to happen. And despite the fact that the Supreme Court has now ruled that some of the voting shenanigans, which for some reason they allowed to take place in 2020, could not take place in 2022. Look. Philadelphia will do everything in its power to attempt to find the votes necessary to get John Fetterman across the finish line. What it's going to come down to, and that debate was so bad, mm-hmm. is like with, and this is what happened with Glenn Youngkin, if you remember in Virginia on election night. Glenn Youngkin is now the governor of Virginia. Glenn Youngkin won by so much in those other counties that he essentially, and we referred to this on the time on the Ben Stein sh- podcast, because I was on Ben Stein's show when the votes were being g- g- revealed. He cracked the code. He won by so much in these other counties that whatever that main county there in Virginia, is it Loudoun County that's the main county, whatever the, the big one is there, they made up a whole bunch of ground within an hour. Like He was up like 6.5%, and within an hour, now he's up 1.5%. Mm-hmm. And even they were like, dude, too many votes, can't do it. And that's what it's really going to come down to. Philadelphia will do everything in its power mm-hmm. to find John Fetterman and John what John Fetterman needs.
1: The interesting thing about that Secretary of State, she's the acting Secretary right. of State, and was appointed by the governor. Right, did not win an election. Was appointed. Sound familiar?
0: Yeah. And here's the the guy who was so mad at us the other day. Again, if no shenanigans happen. Why is the Supreme Court ruled that things that were allowed in 2020 cannot happen in 2022 in Pennsylvania? If no shenanigans happen, why did Georgia change things with its election laws? Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, like it doesn't make you a democracy hater or an election denier to say, man, there's probably some serious issues. With a guy who never, never, but rarely came out of his basement, whose rallies were between six and 12 people socially distanced, supposedly got 81 million legal votes Mm -hmm. at a time where for the first time in American history, it was mass mail and unaccountable voting. You have no idea who mailed those ballots in. You have no idea who cast those votes. You have no idea who, who filled them out. And that happened all over this country. We're talking about Pennsylvania. So no, in the Senate races, no. It's harder to rig the election. I'm sorry. It's harder to have creative jelly bean counting in the House races because they're done by congressional district. So there's many, many congressional districts that don't that won't touch. Like, you know, in Indianapolis, in Indiana, there's one congressional district that is Indianapolis. It's Marion County. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't touch Marion County. Now there's some that touch Lake, where Jennifer Ruth Green is running a contested race up there. But the rest of those races, it's not going to touch. You know, Evansville, Jeffersonville, but you're not going to have that on a level you would in Indianapolis or Detroit, as you know well, or Philadelphia or Atlanta, Georgia. So I think the House races will be much more secure than the Senate races.
1: In regards to the other part of things going smooth, Donnie, I've seen a lot of articles coming out over the past 48 hours with headlines that say U.S. voters worry of violence and intimidation at midterm elections.
0: Well, Philadelphia isn't Philadelphia the one when Romney was running for president? The Black Panthers were standing outside the voting booths or the the polling places. So yes, I uh, got a question. Of course, we remember Fetterman had a credible debate the other night. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we got a got a call and a comment about that.
2: Hey, this is Southside Steve. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you think that the family should. Uh do something about Fetterman running and maybe tell him to give it up. Mm-hmm. But it's his wife that's uh the one that's behind all of this. She's been interviewed. Um, she takes all the questions for him. Uh in fact there's some YouTube stuff you should check out. Biden just visited and made the comment, I'd love you to play it on the air, that uh he welcomes the lady to the Senate mm-hmm. from Pennsylvania. Now Fetterman.
1: hmm Yeah. Giselle is his is, is her right. name. And yeah, she Biden said she's going to be a great lady in the Senate.
0: Yeah, well, and and look, that that is clearly, it appears, would be the goal at this point. I mean, I think Biden gets told things and accidentally says them out loud sometimes. And what they've done to John Fetterman, and my wife and I were having this conversation last night on a walk, and I know we've talk, uh, talked about this a little bit too. There is a big part of me that wants to feel bad for John Fetterman. Because he clearly had a medical issue and he is clearly uh, suffering and being embarrassed because of the medical issue. And so there is a big party, just like with Joe Biden, when he walks around on stage, when he talks to dead people, when he, you know, endless cavalcade of Biden, you know, gaffes. Falls off bikes and upstairs. You look at this and go, wow, that poor old man. But then you realize and you have to realize What these people are doing and want to continue to do to you, and then you have to stop feeling bad for them. Look. Whether Joe Biden knows where he's at or not, he's the president signing the documents. Whether John Fetterman can string three sentences together or not, he's still the guy on the ballot. Mm-hmm. You have to defeat them. You have to look at every flaw that person has. Because John Fetterman, before he had a stroke, was a lunatic, maniac leftist.
1: Yeah, that's the question. Did Did you like his policy before he had the stroke? Right. So now he's misspeaking repeatedly. He's jumbling his words. He gets tripped up in sentences. At times he's incoherent. Very uncomfortable to watch that debate was. But now the Democrat Party is circling the wagons and the message is that he's recovering. And this is what recovery looks like. And now this morning... MSNBC saying that Fetterman is like Churchill and FDR. What's wrong with that? Who are leading despite their illnesses. Big difference. What's wrong? FDR suffered from polio and was in a wheelchair. Uh huh. It wasn't cognitive issues he had. That's true. Is that it? Yeah,
0: is that the only difference between John Fetterman and FDR <laughs> or Churchill?
1: No, oh, hardly.
0: Oh, uh, so look, here's the deal: the, those jo- John Fetterman before he had a stroke, Joe Biden before he lost his marbles, are total socialist leftists who want to tax and spend you into oblivion. They want to take your guns. They want to take away your American way of life, so you can feel bad for them that they've had medical issues. But when it comes to elections, this is big boy politics. And those people want to take away your American way of life, so you got to leave that at the door. Uh, one more. We we got into, uh, and we're running a little long here, but we got into yesterday-
1: One-hit wonder one-hit, conversations. We, we were talking about Chris DeBerg. <laughs> and Lady in Red. Yeah,
0: and then that he had another hit. What was it? Pay the Ferryman? Don't pay the Ferryman. Don't man. pay the Ferryman, which is not bad, actually. And uh, we started talking about all, various one-hit wonders. And when we say one-hit wonders, we're talking about people who- achieved colossal levels of stardom for a moment in time with an individual song and then really didn't produce anything else. And we had a caller who had a great example of another one-hit wonder mega-hit.
2: Oh, on the topic of one-hit wonders, one of the greatest one-hit wonders is a song called Leah. Olia by an artist named Donny Iris 1979-1980 and I might add it is one of the greatest vocal performances ever laid down on magnetic recording tape. (laughs) Might be worth a bumper music play (laughs) from Kevin or a little research but uh, like your show keep up the good work
0: okay so Kevin came in with it and let's go out with it shall okay. we shall we see what we think here Kevin do we have alia by Donny Iris
2: You're looking better than a body has a right
1: Just getting amped up for yeah. a night with WIVC.
0: Would you like to take us to a break?
1: All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIVC. Good morning.
4: Is this the COVID-19 version? <laughs> <laughs> there are three vaccines.
1: Cameras <laughs> in the studio. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 We're WIVC. Because 90 <laughs> of COVID-19. Is it weird now whenever I hear these songs,
0: that's... Usually, what I think about is a hammer and Nigel Records.
4: True story. I was uh, at a gas station, Speedway gas stations, a couple weeks ago, and you know how they have the music playing like mm-hmm. under the awning. That song was on. It was "Come On, Eileen." And I swear to God, about four pumps down, I heard somebody go, three vaccines." <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. I got a single tear come out of my eye. Well, uh, I cannot hear
1: uh, what is it, Jack and Diane without singing, "Sucking on chili." Dog. Sucking dogs. on a chili dog. Yeah. Sucking
4: yep. on a chili dog. You know,
0: I had uh, lunch with my dear friend Troy Kennett who is the keyboard player for Mellencamp and they're getting ready to go on their big tour and I almost asked him have you heard the sucking on a Chili Dog song because <laughs> you're going to have to play uh, you know here's $7 if during the show at the uh, sh- sh- the show in Bloomington you just get on that microphone and go Sucking on a Chili Dog just
4: over and over again <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of food I heard your rant on Arby's yes. earlier in the show now I kind of stand with you on this yeah. because I'm tired of fast food joints doing gimmicky bull crap yeah. and screwing over the base here.
0: So for those who don't know, Arby's had what they called a happy hour from 2 to 5 p.m. where they had sizable discounts on a select group of items, including the snack-sized chocolate shake. And as of <laughs> yesterday, with no notice, it's not like this is expiring on such and such a day, right. I got there to order and they had just been shut down. Gone.
4: I'm hoping they're not trying to pull that crap where they're going to say that it's gone to hype things up and then bring it back. Like Mexican pizza? Right. See, I fell for that at first. I Mm -hmm. thought, well, maybe they just made a mistake. So I was the biggest lobbyist in America to bring back the Mexican pizza. But now I realize what's going on here. McDonald's is trying to pull the same crap. Yes. Yes! They know damn well the McRib isn't going away. And I kind of melted down on the air about this the other day. I'm tired of these marketing campaigns. Mondo, hit my music. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the bullcrap crap of fast food marketing campaigns, oh. we must stand firm and united and say, not today, pal. <laughs> we saw this with the Mexican pizza, yeah. and as George W. Bush once said, fool me once, shame on Shame on you. (laughs) Fool me. We won't be fooled again. And we're not going to get fooled again by a trick by some 23-year-old marketing worm. We don't need gimmicks to go to McDonald's. You know they're not going to remove the McRib permanently. Of course not. Stop it. We will not stand for your lies, your propaganda, and your tyranny, McDonald's. We've been loyal customers for billions and billions of burgers served over years. But if you want to treat us like ignorant children, you can kiss my Big Mac and suck my McNuggets. Because we're not going to take this anymore. We bought your Happy Meals. We tolerated your shake machine being down 90% of the time. But this, this is where we draw the line. So, I speak on behalf of all McDonald's fatties when we say <laughs> we hold these truths to be, you know, the thing. You know, the thing. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Bravo.
4: That's
0: Hammered so good. Perfect. You getting a nude tonight at Night with WIBC? Am I what? Getting nude? You going to wear stuff on stage? I mean, because every year you guys uh, really one-up yourselves on the costumes.
4: Uh, I don't believe I'll be getting nude tonight, but we do have some surprises in store, some special guests. What's coming up later today? Uh, Senator Mike Braun, scheduled to be in studio You're
0: going to ask us. him he's running for governor? Absolutely. Oh, great.
4: Uh, Conservative commentator Greg Price,
1: and Rob Kendall goes yeah. off the rails. Fantastic. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Sing it, the COVID-19 version. COVID-19. 19. Oh, I swear <laughs>